from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Every single day right now is going to get more dramatic because it's about quarterbacks, it's about free agency, and it's about the fact that legal tampering starts in just a couple of days. For all the conversation just about Aaron Rodgers and just about Lamar Jackson, let's remember that Monday teams can start talking to players. Wednesday of next week will be the mass chaos known as the open of free agency, and all of it right now seems to be everybody seems to be waiting holding their breath, trying to figure out what's going to happen with the quarterbacks. We will keep you updated with every ounce of news that we get as Diana Racina reporting that it is getting closer and closer to the Jets being able to uh, finalize a deal that would acquire Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, all eyes on Lamar Jackson, and we're going to make sure that no matter what happens, you don't miss a single minute of the action. But also, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. One thing you know is we love the XFL. Why? Uh, you can Check out Harry every weekend on the sidelines, sideline reporting. Harry, what game are you on this weekend? What, what game are you giving the world your, your good good from? I have the Houston Roughnecks who are traveling to Orlando to face the Guardians. Oh, see, look at that. And on top of that, you can check out XFL Today, the only show that gets you highlights on ESPN from all the XFL games, gets you caught up and ready for the next game. I host that every Sunday on all of our digital platforms. So you know we love the XFL, which means we like to get you caught up on what you need to see this weekend. One of the players you got to see is Paxton Lynch. You know the name, obviously, from his time in the NFL. He is the quarterback of the XFL's Orlando Guardians, and he joins the show right now. Paxton, thanks for the time. Man, appreciate it. Give me sort of the overall sense. You've been in this XFL hub. You've been uh, around this league now for enough time. What, what's the what's your experience been like so far? Yeah, it's been good. Obviously, it's been tough for us uh, starting 0-3, but uh, the football's been good. It's been competitive, and it's been professional, and it's given guys the opportunity to uh, get some tape together and give themselves a chance to make it to the next level. And Paxton, I got to ask you because, you know, you guys haven't started started off the greatest. Uh, what has been your head coach Terrell Buckley's message to the team uh, building up to this game against Houston? Yeah, it's just been positive and it's just another great opportunity for us to go out there and get our first win. And that's, that's the hardest part is getting the first one. And then, you know, who knows what can happen after that. You can get rolling. So, uh, you know, it's just been keeping us positive and keeping us going and just taking it one day at a time and one practice at a time uh, and just getting better each day um, to give us the best opportunity to go out there and win this weekend. It's interesting to me, Paxton, because obviously you've been around the NFL for so long and the XFL does one thing dramatically different. We've talked a lot about on the show with the hub process of everybody sort of in the same uh-huh. centralized area. Uh, what, what's been unique about that from your standpoint as a player? Yeah, it's uh, it hasn't been too bad, uh, just because we have our own hotel, so we're not around any of the other teams. Uh, but the the weird thing is, is that we share like a practice field um, with the San Antonio team. So we'll practice in the, early in the morning, and then San Antonio will show up right after us, um, and then practice. But it's good that we have our own hotel and have like our own space to come back to to have meetings and things like that. Paxton, I wanted to ask you, what, what's your goal? What's your common goal that you want to reach? Um, joining the XFL, what, what, what do you want to get out of this? 
I want to go back to the NFL. Um, and that's been my goal, you know, playing in these other leagues too, is just to get the opportunity to continue to play, you know, real football and professional football against, you know, other athletes who share the same goal. So that that's what my goal was coming here to the XFL and it gives you that great opportunity, um, you know, playing on TV every weekend and then me getting the opportunity to go back home and play in Orlando in front of my family, uh, but also getting that chance to showcase my ability to NFL teams that could be watching to give me the opportunity to get back there. Which is interesting to me because Paxton, so many players in the league have some NFL experience. And most of the time in a locker room, there's guys that have been there a few years ago. They can set the culture and new people come in. We understand that. In this situation, you got a bunch of guys that have wildly different experiences. There are different spots in their life. They're all coming together at once. How do you sort of figure out the culture of your your team within the XFL and figure out how leadership is going to go through that process? Mm-hmm. I think that we have we have a lot of guys on our team who want, you know, share that same goal to get to the next level. So um, it's kind of been good to be able to have a group of guys who are working towards something, you know, higher than this league and putting in the work that it takes to get there. Um, And like you said, we obviously have multiple guys in our locker room, like Cody Latimer, who I played with in Denver and he played in uh, New York as well and has had a lot of time, in the NFL. So he's, you know, just kind of one of those guys who can uh, be a leader for these younger guys and be an example for these younger guys who do want to make it there. Um, And I think that's really important to have on your team. Now, I know a few guys on your team, Eli Rogers. I'm a Louisville alum. So Eli Rogers, Jalen uh-huh. Smith, who you guys just got. Also, yep. Stansley yep. uh, Mapunga. I played with Mapunga in Atlanta. Who is the funniest oh. person on y'all roster? That You just know it's, it's one of those days where it might be rough and you need a laugh that you know you can just listen to and they're going to they're gonna deliver for you. Yeah, we got uh, – it's, it's one of our DBs, I'd say, probably Shaq. Um, number 21, he's always, he's always bringing the, the energy in the locker room, man. He's always going back and forth with somebody and roasting somebody, saying somebody looks like somebody and calling them all kinds of names and getting everybody <laughs> laughing. So I'd probably say him. And, and you need that, man. You need that especially, um, you know, when we're kind of going through what we're going through. You need somebody to be able to kind of lighten things up throughout the day. Uh, we're talking to Paxton Lynch, quarterback of the uh, XFL Orlando Guardians. By the way, Harry, I don't even think this is a hot take. I've taken some time. I've looked at all of it. I've studied all of the unis hosting XFL today. By far the best color logo combo belongs to the Orlando Guardians. We can just agree on that. That That is that is yeah. pure fact. I mean, Harry's raising his eyeball. Uh, and tell me, Pax, like, Paxton, you got to feel it, right? Like, you walk in, you know that your swagger's but Like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, y'all are taking on Houston this weekend. I don't know what the hell's going on with that helmet. Like, half the helmet looks like one thing. The other half of the helmet looks like the other thing. Y'all got it right. Houston got it wrong. Okay, back uh-huh. me up here. <laughs> yeah, Houston. Houston definitely has an interesting helmet, but I think I like how we got the kind of the clean look with the the away uniforms, like the all white look, and then with the home uniforms, we got the all green. So I like the I like the clean look like that. Well, I know one thing, Paxton. Uh, I'm going to be on the sidelines, and particularly I'm going to be on y'all's sideline this weekend. Don't be trying to ghost me because I'm going to grab you every chance I get, my man. <laughs> how weird is that, Paxton? Okay. Like, how weird is it having like the Harry Douglases run up to you with the mic while you're trying to catch your breath? And you're like, I don't know, man. Like, is it, is it, is it different? Yeah. yeah, it's definitely different. It kind of catches you off guard, but it's, it's good. I think it's good for people to be able to hear that, you know, right after like a big play. 
um, you know, having the opportunity to talk about what had just happened and what they saw. So it kind of brings that uh, aspect to the game and for the people at home that are watching. All right. So in a serious, on a serious note here, we've been talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation all day, and it occurred to us as we knew you were coming on. Obviously, Jordan Love is going to be trying to fill some big shoes when you're talking about an organization that's had legends at quarterback. You had to do the same right. thing when it comes to stepping into an organization that had legends at quarterback. What advice would you give Jordan Love? Yeah, I would just say, you know, he's obviously had the opportunity to sit behind uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback with Aaron Rodgers for uh, two years now, I think it is. It's either two or three years. So he's had a lot of time to spend with him and kind of pick his brains and just watch how he, you know, shows up to work day in and day out and how he is with his team. Um, and obviously Jordan Love is going to be Jordan Love. Um, so I think that's important to obviously be yourself, but, you know, to have the opportunity to watch a Hall of Famer work day in and day out um, kind of gives you that uh, expectation and that standard that you got to hold yourself to, but also, you know, kind of bring your own like flavor into it, your own mix into it, you know, being yourself, but also uh, holding yourself that standard that Aaron did while he was there. Oh, Paxton, uh, we appreciate your time, man. We appreciate you hanging out with us. I wish you the best of luck yep. this weekend. Just important, when Harry sticks the microphone in your face, if you just want to throw out Fitz and Harry or like, hey, Fitz, or whatever. I mean, if you just want, like he gets yeah, all okay. this. I'm he, sitting back he, in the studio doing all the work. Me. Okay, he's got to catch me first. I'm going I'm to be running around for him. <laughs> oh, well, now, Paxton, I played 10 damn years. Catching you is not going to be an issue, boss. Oh, challenge accepted. Oh, this is amazing. Paxton, I thanks for the... I can't hide anywhere. I can't hide anywhere. I You're right. Out. Good point. Good point. That is a fair, that is a very fair point. Paxton Lynch, man, best of luck this weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us. Okay, yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me on. And again, be sure to check out Harry Douglas uh, at that game on the sideline. I'm still looking for my first Fitz and Harry shout-out during the course of this. Uh, and don't don't forget XFL Today, where, by the way, every week I make sure that I work in a great Harry Douglas moment. See me? Uh, and I even give a Fitz and Harry shout-out I got you this week. weekend. I Literally, when, I, when I'm interviewing someone, I'm like, hey, we had, we had quarterback Paxton Lynch on Fitz and Harry this mm-hmm. weekend, Monday through Friday, 12 uh, p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. I worked, I worked it in. I worked it into the middle of a highlight last week. This I said I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. okay, damn. What do you want me to do? Uh, sing it. To apologize. Me. Okay. It's too late to apologize. Okay. A championship <laughs> contender lost its best player last night, and all that did was make me put more money on his team. I'll tell you why next. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. You think you got a teammate. You know, you think you've got a co-host. think you got a brother in Christ. And then all of a sudden, he turns on you. That's just what happens. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm sitting here. I'm drinking my protein shakes because I'm a man of fitness now because my body's a shrine. I'm drinking my seltzer water during the break. I may or may not have just a little tiny, little tiny belch. It came out just a little tiny belch. And sometimes when my little tiny belches come out during the breaks... 
I like to lean into the mic and because they sound funny when they come through the studio speakers. I'm going to be honest with you all, like I'm a child, right? And they sound big and beefy when they come through the speakers. A complete child. So I, I let it go. And Harry's just like, why'd you, why'd you lean into the mic while you did it? I don't, I, you know what, Harry? I, like, I didn't think you were going to call me out for it, but I should point out to everybody, I use my own mic shield, like the little mic popper that you put on top of a microphone. It's my own. So Freddie Coleman, if you ever come into the studio doing the morning show and you think you're pulling one over by pulling the little mic popper out that has my name on it, you eat my burps. I just want you to know that you're eating my see, burps. You see, you see how important it is for me to have my own mic cover. Mm-hmm. That, that's why I was so adamant about getting my own. You yeah. see, uh, it, you know, Evan, a producer extraordinaire. The question for the room is, if that ever happens on it, do I get in trouble if I belch on it? Like, do, do, do the affiliates not like that? I just want to know. Like, can I ever unleash the thunder of the gods for the world to hear? Because it's pretty impressive. I I think it's one of those things. Like, it's not an FCC violation. Like some other things that you might say into the microphone. Okay. But it, like, <laughs> like we wouldn't we wouldn't have to hit the dump button. That's too brute. But I do think like people wouldn't appreciate it. Okay. okay. Dump and button? What is that? It's frown it's not illegal, it's just frowned upon. Did you, you like you, counting cards or uh, during the uh yeah, <laughs> during the break we'll uh, we'll have a whole conversation about this show and the dump button. In the meantime, uh right now what we need to do is the panic meter, which is a, a basically think of it like Evan policing this show every day where he's just sitting back there wondering what we're going to say that's going to get him talked to. So, we're going to break down some NBA teams and we like to do this here. Uh Evan's going to give us the team and then we will discuss what the level of panic is around the team. Now, to be very clear, Harry, this is on a scale of 1 to 5. The best way I can describe it is a one would be that you just took two edibles, you're sitting on the couch, you're drooling on yourself, somebody's talking to you, you're not worried about it at all. That's a one. A five is full Kermit the Frog running around, all around the studio, okay? So one, drool, five. All right, Evan's going to give us the team, and we will go one through five. Evan, what team do we have first on the panic meter? The Phoenix Suns. Oh, okay. Now, this would be on the heels of last night. Uh, Kevin Durant slipping on the court, and all of a sudden he is hurt. And now, as a result of that injury, he's going to miss some time. He could be out for the regular season. We don't know. We're awaiting results of an MRI. Your level of panic on a scale of 1 to 5, 1, drool on yourself, 5, Kermit the Frog, for this injury in the Phoenix Suns is now... Well, I'm going to use what you use. You said one is uh, you, you had two edibles and you're on the couch, you're drooling. I'm going to go two. I've only had one edible. Okay. Okay. I, <laughs> I like that compare. You know what? I'm going to go one on it. I'm completely not. Like, I am so unconcerned that I'm just sitting. This is what I did last night. When I saw the news, the first thing I did is I opened up my favorite gambling app. And I looked at it and I said, hmm, I wonder if the odds have changed for the, uh, the voice. Yeah. Hmm, odds have changed. And guess what? They had. And uh, I put my money on it. I doubled down. I, uh, Miss, I, Miss Piggy's looking for you, Kermit. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> desperate times, desperate measures. Call me. Uh, all right. So that's, I have to, Evan is wondering why he came back from his vacation at this point. Evan's like, is there any other show I can produce? Uh, what team do we have next? The Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, mm. panic meter on the Lakers on this one. Uh, look, 
I'm panicked because I think I'm going to have to eat a big plate of crow. I thought the Lakers were going to fall apart, and the Lakers instead have played much better than I expected, and AD has been kind of what we thought AD would be for a long time and hasn't been. So I'm not really panicked. If I'm the Lakers right now, I feel pretty good about where I am. I want LeBron back for the playoffs, but I'll go two and a half only because I need LeBron back to make a real run, but I would have put that at a five a week ago, so this is a heck of an improvement. I'm going to go three and a half because there's still work to be done. Right, nothing is, uh, is is bygones, and you you got to still put that work in. You still need to win basketball games, otherwise you can find yourself watching the playoffs. So I'm still going to go three and a half. Okay, I like that so far. Uh, so, so your panic is less now than it was when LeBron first got hurt. That's that's what you're saying. Phil? Yes, I am definitely saying that because Anthony Davis has, uh, and the Lakers have pleasantly surprised me. I gotta, I always got to hold myself to a certain level of accountability because, like I've said before. I and I think Harry was the one that said it. Hey, they need to go four and two in this six game stretch, and all they've done is go out and play really well in that stretch. So I will give them credit where I wasn't giving them credit before. I will always step in front of a mic and say the information has changed and I was wrong. Look at me being a total grown up, Evan. I love that about you, though, man. Thanks, I appreciate that. All right, what do we got next on the team front? The Chicago Bulls. Oh, Lonzo Ball (laughs) getting a third surgery on his knee. This one going to require six months of recovery and rehab. My panic meter on this, like, and look, panic is relative, right, Harry? I mean, obviously, we weren't expecting great things from the Bulls, but we've seen some great things from Ball, and really felt like it was ready to. He was ready to cement himself as part of the future. At this point, third knee surgery uh, on, on the same knee, six months of recovery. I'm full Kermit the Frog. Like I'm running around. I'm like ah! everywhere right before him because now this does not look good for the player or for the team. Yeah, I think the 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 number it, go, it goes up to a five, right? I'm yeah. gonna go six here, okay. even though we're not supposed to do this. I'm gonna go a six, and Miss Piggy is chasing me with a knife, oh my. right? Literally six, because all those I'm surgeries and, I, and I've been and I've been through it. I've been through ACL, MCL, meniscus, all that stuff, bone fracture. Uh, so I'm gonna go six here with, with with Lonzo, and it sucks that you know your brother Lamelo just you know fractured his his foot as well. So both of you guys are uh, injured together. Uh, can we just acknowledge too? I was watching Next Level Chef. If you've never watched it on Fox, a great show, right? And depending on which team you're on every week, you're either in the basement or the top floor or the middle floor, right? And each of those places have better supplies. So the basement has like the worst of the materials, and you get the worst of the ingredients. And the, the contestant in the basement one day got frog legs, and she's like, uh, like a TikTok or social media chef, and she's like, y'all, I don't even know what frog legs tastes like, but I figured I'd take a chance. And then she had one of the best dishes. I'm like, how do you wake up one day and say, I know how to make frog legs? Like I call, I call something there. Like they, they had to have snuck in a little bit. Like, hey guys, Google frog legs. I'm just a conspiracy theory. Okay, back to panic meter. What do we got next? The New Orleans Pelicans. <sighs> I don't know, Harry. I mean, how much panic do we really have for the? Ba- well, I'm, I'm going. I'm going three and a half here because okay. I had high expectations for this basketball team coming into the season. Now, um, have things fallen all off the rails? No, you still have CJ McCollum who showed up big time last night, hitting threes in key moments and got them a win over the Dallas Mavericks. But Zion Williamson is a big part of what they want to do and what they want to try to accomplish. He's still injured, re-injured his hamstring, so I'm gonna go three and a half. Yeah, and when you're three and seven in your last ten, and now suddenly you're sitting barely clinging to the tent, at some point you're gonna have to do something with right. You're gonna have to win some games. Uh, they haven't been able to do that reliably, and then uh, I just keep waiting for the day that we find out New Orleans and Zion's headed the same way. New Orleans and Anthony they're in the ten seed right now. Yeah. The Lakers at, at the nine seed. You know what? You've talked me into it. Panic meter four. I'll go four on that. Not quite Miss Piggy with a knife, but, you know, definitely not. 
<laughs> definitely, definitely at least like I can't get the curtains to raise and the show's supposed to begin. Like that level of Kermit the Frog uh, panic. All right, what do we got next? The Golden State Warriors. Ooh. I don't know. I'll start with, I'll start with this okay. one. I'm, I'm going to go for them. I'm going to go a two and a half. Um, I'm not worried about this team at home. Steph Curry's back now. I'm worried about this team on the road in which they have been horrible this season. And I don't know why that is, but it's just something that's plagued this team this season. Also, they need to get Andrew Wiggins back into the swing of things. Uh, but I think for me, it's it's a two and a half only because of the road record. I'm going to give you a stat that you didn't know you needed about their road performance. The Warriors at home, their opponents point per game at home, 111.6. Still not great. On the road, 123.6. Oh, that 12 point per game difference between home and road is the largest in a season by any team since the Baltimore Bullets in 1965. My gosh. So the reason that my panic meter, I use that particular nugget to get my panic meter all the way up to a five. Because the one thing I know for the Warriors is based simply on that stat, simply on that one stat, the Warriors cannot win a playoff series unless they have home court advantage. That that mm-hmm. to me that it is that simple. So I'm gonna go five. Uh, again, full full Kermit. Kermit's hiding from from Miss Piggy. Not sure where she is. She's somewhere in the building, not quite being chased. <laughs> All right. Speaking of chasing, the Warriors face the Grizzlies tonight. One star's already given you a reason to tune in. It has become must watch. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Some matchups are not only great on the court, but great off the court. And in the NBA, there's a fine line between giving me epic battles that everybody wants to watch on the hardwood, while also giving me all of the Bravo-level Real Housewife drama that you could ever ask for. And that right now is happening between two teams constantly every time they meet. When Memphis and Golden State play, it has become must-see TV, not just for what happens on the court, but for what happens off of it as well. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And a lot of this comes from Dylan Brooks, right? Dylan Brooks of the Memphis Grizzlies has not minced words. He said, this was his quote, I don't like Draymond at all. I just don't like Golden State. I don't like anything to do with him. Draymond talks a lot, gets away with a lot too. His game's cool with Golden State, but if you put him anywhere else, you're not going to know who Draymond is. He plays with heart, plays hard, knows the ins and outs of their defense i guess that's why they like him over there i mean it is just it, <laughs> he did not mince words here and before we hear from draymond like when i heard that i thought man dylan brooks just continues to stir the pot yeah i think he talks too much sometimes uh to the point to where uh it affects his game and you just look at the playoff series last year where you know they really needed him to step up and he's jacking up shots not making them but you would think a guy who hasn't won a championship in the, in, the, in the NBA will have more respect for his opponent. I don't care if you like him or not, but you would think he would have more respect for his opponent because a coach always taught me, you don't have to like such and such or whoever you're going against, but always respect who you're playing. And last time I checked, Draymond Green has won four NBA championships. And you're, you haven't even had enough, a finals in a, a, a appearance so something's not adding up here with me when it comes to Dylan Brooks. Well, you know one thing is going to be certain. Like there are certain people, like I know, 
I know for sure that if I decide that today's the day I want to get out on the court or the field and trash talk Harry Douglas, he's going to give me it right back. Right? Like, I know that for sure. I also know that when Draymond hears that, he's going to have something to say. This is what Draymond Green said on the Draymond Green show, uh, ironically named, uh, about Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies. If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship, look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball. And yet, y'all, you running around talking about a dynasty? The dynasty starts after you, not with you. I'm trying to figure out why they like you in Memphis. Or do they like you in Memphis? That's a better question. I'm not sure your teammates like you, but I can tell you why they like me over there. When you contribute in the way that I I have contributed to four championships, they tend to like you. I mean, Draymond said literally everything. He left nothing toward the, he, That was one of those quotes, Harry, you can't look at him and be like, what do you mean? What are you saying? No, he said exactly what he had to say. <laughs> what what they say in chess? Is it checkmate? Yeah, yeah, checkmate. That's what they say? Checkmate. My goodness. And, and that, that, was the per- that was the perfect response about, uh, from J- Dr- Draymond, though, because what Draymond has been able to do, Draymond paved the way well, you know what? Dennis Rodman did that first, right? And the other guys beforehand. But I think it, it was more to the forefront after Dennis Rodman. Draymond paved the way for guys who a lot of people may consider undersized. But, you know, we've seen small ball go to another level with the Golden State Warriors because Draymond Green could play one through five. Now, he can't shoot the basketball efficiently, but he can play one through five. He can guard one through five. And he orchestrates the offense a lot of, a lot of the times because he is a dynamic passer from that forward position. My mom, you always talk about your grandma like, and, and your mom and like the things that they taught you growing up, right? And uh, we've we've established for the culture that uh, your your mom, your grandma, particularly faith driven people, they taught you a lot of great principles, right? Yep. My mom raised me always saying one thing: never let your alligator mouth overwhelm your hummingbird ass. My mom used to say that to me all the time because I've been a talker since I was a kid. My mom used to always say, never let your alligator mouth overwhelm your hummingbird ass. From the time I was a little little kid. All I keep thinking about is for Dylan Brooks, why? What's your win? Like At some point, for Memphis particularly, and, and I'm going to hold Memphis to a little bit of a different standard because, frankly, Memphis has proven that this is part of their identity. Now you have to ask, ask the question, why? Like When you are dealing with everything that this team is dealing with right now, and when you're dealing with all of the outside noise that's coming in, and you're dealing with distractions and NBA investigations for John Morant, when you're dealing with all of this at once, just stop. Like at some point, if you're going to be the leader, then get close the door. And you know this better than I ever will as a player. But I certainly know this from successful people in my life. Sometimes you got to close the door, and you got to look at everybody that's in your circle, and you got to look at everybody, and you got to say the same thing: We have got to stop and focus on what truly matters. If Dylan Brooks really wants to be a leader for the Grizzlies, do that. Don't turn around and make this team over here that already doesn't like you even angrier because you want to come out and puff your chest. It doesn't make any sense. Close the door, baby. Mm. Mm. Teddy P. Teddy P. said it in a song. Close the door, baby. But but for me, though, Fitz, it's also self-awareness, right? 
understanding like, like what's going on with your basketball team. You got Brandon Clark who's out right now. You, you just everything is a mess right now when, it, when when you look at Memphis. Don't 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 throw fuel on the fire. Just remain humble. Just go out there and play the, the game of basketball at a high level. And then when you like, I don't mind trash talk, but. It's also, you know, there are dynamics to it, man. <laughs> there are dynamics to it. And if you feel that way, tell him in his ear when you're playing against him in the game. Hey, you know I don't like you, right? And if your breath stinks, blow your breath on him. <sighs> you know I don't like you, right? Because <sighs> he look, Dylan Brooks look like his breath stinks. So <sighs> just hit him like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, at some point, too, you got to look at the whole circumstance of where you are. And right now, it feels like Dylan Brooks is totally lost sight of context for what the Grizzlies are up against. And that speaks to something that we continually see that we're asking about this question, about this franchise. Who are the leaders and who's controlling yep. the dynamic of the way they're all handling their business? All right, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for a new Superstart battery. They can test your old battery for free. I do love a value. And if it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle, which is helpful for me. I don't know anything about this stuff. They take care of it. Get the power, performance, and reliability of Superstart exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Coming up, Harry thinks there's one thing clouding the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. We'll tell you what it is next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. One, two, three. 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 Three is a magic number. Aaron Rodgers, man, is is a great quarterback, right? And I'm not going to sit up here and say say that you know his play is going to start slipping. I, I thought last year uh, was just one of those years for him. I think moving forward, he's going to play better. And I think sometimes we get so clouded because of the antics that we see from him off the field, and you know putting Green Bay in the situation that they're in now, and he's going to the dark hole before he has to make a decision and that whole nine. Sometimes a lot of that can cloud our minds on how we think Aaron Rodgers is as a quarterback. Three hours later. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Luka Doncic, getting ready to party. According to our very own Adrian Wojnarowski, the MRI on his thigh is clean. He's expected to return as soon as discomfort allows him, sources have told ESPN. So we asked earlier what the bigger panic was. We now know that at least this panic doesn't look like it is a long-term injury. It just looks like he's going to be dealing with some discomfort. We'll see what that means for when he comes back. Fitz and Harry's presented by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Harry, you just made a really good point as we came back. And I heard it again, and it resonated with me from earlier today. There is a very real, I I think, possibility that some of what I think of Aaron Rodgers is just biased by, uh, uh, miss me with any conversations about, about his beliefs or his core values. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the, just the, the eye roll that comes of, here we go again. 
Like what the redundancy of we're talking about Aaron Rodgers again. Like same reason, I have nothing but respect for LeBron. But every time LeBron versus MJ comes up, I roll my eyes because I'm like, we're not. Are, are we doing this again? I'm, I'm at that. <laughs> are we doing this again? State with Aaron Rodgers, and I'm perfectly willing to admit that your conversation about how good he has been versus what we saw last year, combined with the fact that I've got this. Oh, here we go again in my mind. It definitely skews it in some, even if it's unintentional. It skews some of the way you see Aaron Rodgers, or I see Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I just wanted a lot of people to, to 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 understand that and just you know peel back a little bit and look at the success he's had in his career and how consistent he's been within that success, right? And I and I get it. You know, you go thirteen and three, thirteen and three, thirteen and four, and you go to uh, AFC Championship games. You're not able to reach the Super Bowl again. But let's also remember he did win a Super Bowl. And, and trust me, I was on the bad end of that because, you know, we had the number one seed when I was in Atlanta in 2010. And he came in there and did Aaron Rodgers-like things and went on to win the Super Bowl that year against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Ryan Clark will probably tell you he did Aaron Rodgers-like things. So let's not forget that Aaron Rodgers gave us a hell of a sample size on what it means to be a great quarterback in the National Football League. Now, last year, I think, personally, was an outlier. And I want everyone to know, like, he had a thumb injury, right? And, you know, when you look at your thumb or your, you hurt your thumb or you injure your thumb, it is the baseline for everything that you want to do on your hand. And for Aaron Rodgers to have to throw the football every single time with that thumb injury, I know from experience it probably wasn't pleasant. But he still toughed it out. He didn't miss any games. He didn't complain about it. He just went out there and balled out. Do I agree with how he handled, you know, the offseason with his new teammates knowing Devontae Adams was, was going to be gone? No, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. I thought he should have been there. But at the end of the day, I still believe Aaron Rodgers has a lot of uh, great quarterbacking in him. And I'm not just going to look at one season when we have a large sample size of, of, of how good Aaron Rodgers can play the, the, the position and say, you know what, he's falling off, he's done. I, I just can't do that. I, I feel like when I die, they're going to they're gonna tattoo the phrase context matters on my, my face as they bury me because I say it all the time on this show. I say it all the time in life. Context matters. It's one of the reasons that, for example, when we talk about quarterbacks, talking about quarterbacks in the draft is incredibly difficult to do because context matters and there's so much what was the coaching staff like what were the what was the play calling like what did they yep. trust the player with what injuries was you know how, how much are we having these conversations now about the play calling of Florida with a lack of experience for Anthony Richardson but then also mm -hmm. some of the injuries Will Levis was dealing with last year and like trying to figure out how to weigh context is incredibly difficult and I don't necessarily think you can ever get that answer until you start the following year like I don't think we'll have context to where Aaron Rodgers is until we see Aaron Rodgers on the field again and if we yes. see him on the field in New York then we're going to need the context of how much time did he get in the offseason how comfortable is he with the timing with these receivers and, and the communication with this offensive line the, like these are all factors it's why I respect so much continuity if the chance to see Patrick Mahomes I know exactly who Patrick Mahomes is because it's always there right like I know who I think Joe Burrow has become because it's always there uh, I don't know what to make of a year last year for Aaron Rodgers that was a little off when frankly two years before that it was absolutely spectacular so I don't think we know which version we get till we see him on the field again and I think continuity is everything like we've seen it play a major factor in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers during a COVID year where you know Tom Brady was getting those guys together they were working on the the intangibles of the game right so for Aaron Rodgers if he ends up going to a new team and the Jets let's just say hypothetically um 
he's going to have to be there. He's going to have to be around so he can build the chemistry that he weren't, wasn't able to build last offseason with his guys. Now he has a visual, though. He has a visual of what it's like when you're not there with new guys. So I think that's going to play a factor in, in being his mind like, you know what, I got to be around more. If I am on a new team, or even if he is, goes back to the Green Bay Packers, he has to be around more. And sometimes, you know, we all have to be humbled and understand and have the visuals. And, you know, the good man upstairs, he, he's not going to take us through anything that we can't get through. Aaron Rodgers had to go through this to, uh, to see and understand that you can't just show up with new guys and think you can get it done. I also think that there's a, a just a real-life normal human element to that, right? Like, yep. think about what we do for a living. There are people, and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus here, but there are people that do similar jobs or have been on shows with both of us in the past that show up two minutes before you're going on air, and they don't want to be a part of production meetings. They don't want to talk about that. They've been doing this forever. Don't and they work know like exactly, that, boss. And, and for, for you and I, we're, we're grinders. Like, we want to be there through the, the entire thing. How many people, if you're working at a, a spreadsheet company, you're working in a finance company, you know somebody that shows up right before like there are different different motivations at different times it is perfectly acceptable for Aaron to, to admit that Aaron Rodgers may have lost some of that motivation and love in Green Bay but simply a change in scenery could reignite that fire in New York and then all of a sudden he's at OTAs he he is that guy that's helping everybody and, and we see a re-energized version of him that would seem like a normal life application to me oh you know what else could motivate him if he happens to go to the Jets well, you know, a guy named Brett Favre took that same path and he wasn't able to take that team over, get that team over the hump and get them where, you know, you know, a lot of Jets fans thought that's an extra motivation for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It really is to do what Brett Favre couldn't couldn't do in New York. It's an extra motivation. And every single person that has sat in front of a microphone and said, well, Aaron Rodgers is fried. That's a little extra chip on his shoulder. He's got a whole bag of chips on his shoulder. The question is, what can he do with it? And will he decide he wants to play? I have to stress this. We don't even know if he's going to want to play. What I do know is that Kenny and Carlin and ESPN Radio across all of our shows will keep you updated on every single breaking part of it. Thanks for listening to Fitz and Harry. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.